0: Welcome to the Dear NICU Mama Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Martha. And our mission is to connect the past and the present NICU mom by celebrating our stories and what our babies have overcome. Whether your NICU journey was 50 years ago or whether you
1: find yourself in the NICU today, we hope that this podcast reminds you that you are not alone. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear NICU Mama Podcast. It's me, Martha, and... Ashley, and we have a co- another co-host today. A tri-host. tri Co-host. <laughs> I'll take
2: it. I'm Kendra.
1: Well, I'm not. <laughs> Kendra, I'm here today. Finally. Yay. Kendra is one of the board members on Dear You Mama. She was part of our inaugural mm-hmm. photo celebration photo shoot, and we felt a connection with her right away. She's just a really special person, and she and her husband and her son, Callen have an awesome journey and we'll definitely get into that in another podcast for sure but for today we have the wonderful and lovely debbie hello debbie you want to say hi hello we're all clap. <laughs> oh i just hit the microphone eight times we're all clapping that you're here silently <laughs> um Debbie's story is is a little bit different than the ones you've heard so far, in that it's it took took place a little bit more than two to five years, which is what we've been we've been dealing with so far. And she has a special Nikki story to tell about her daughter and um, her son, if she's willing to share about that too. And, and, uh, also her daughter herself has had a a, a NICU journey and a CV journey. And I think that it's, it's going to be really touching for, for some of people to, to hear that unique Mm -hmm. perspective.
0: Yes. And this is also a unique podcast recording time because we actually drove to the Twin Cities area. So we're based in Fargo. So it's always fun when we get to get out of Fargo and hear stories from all over the States. So, Thanks for making time for this, Debbie. We're really excited to hear your story. Um, So, why don't you, Debbie, just start off by telling us um, just a little bit about yourself and maybe where your journey started?
3: Well, I am currently now a mother of five daughters. Wow! God bless you. (laughs) (laughs) And we have four beautiful grandchildren and um, two boys and two girls and also in addition to the five daughters that we have we have a little son that we lost um, at 25 weeks Mm, beautiful so we can kind of take this podcast
0: episode a few different directions um we can start with the life of your son first or we can start with noelle wherever you feel would be good to start
3: we can start with noelle she showed up first okay (laughs) sounds good (laughs) So um, when I was pregnant with Noelle, she was our second pregnancy, and at the time that she was born, we had a 13-month-old little daughter, and um, actually, it's it's going to be 32 years ago, so I have a hard time remembering exactly when everything started, but I did have preterm labor with her, and I was on terbutaline, and and some of those medications to try and keep the contractions in under control. And um, I remember it was in November around Thanksgiving time, and I spent about a week in the hospital uh, trying to get things under control. And um, I remember a nurse telling me that I was making mountains out of molehills, mm. and that was really difficult, mm-hmm. and especially then when she was born – you know, two months early. So um, she actually decided to show up on Christmas Day.
0: Oh, wow. So
3: we were all gathered at my parents' house for Christmas, and um, things started to progress. And at the time in St. Cloud, they didn't have a NICU unit, and so we had to go to the cities. And um, they wanted to take me by helicopter but they feared that they wouldn't be able to get that together quick enough because they thought she was going to be delivered. Mm. So I rode on a bedpan in the back of an ambulance on Christmas Day to the cities, and they thought she was going to be born in the ambulance. Oh, my gosh. And by the time we got to the cities, um, she turned. Mm. And so... um, I was too far in labor or anything. I couldn't have any medications or anything like mm. that. And she had to be manually turned.
1: Oh <laughs> my goodness.
3: So yeah. <clears throat> I distinctly remember feeling like I was out to slaughter. You know, right. I I thought I was done, you know. Mm. So the doctor went in on the inside and two nurses pushed on the outside to try and manually mm. turn her. Because how she was positioned, she wasn't going to be able to be taken C-section. So oh um, that's what they did. And finally, it was I think it was like 6:30 in the evening. Finally, she was born. and um, she I didn't I didn't even get to take a look at her. She was taken away, and my husband and, and my mom, ran down the halls of she was born at Abbott and then they took her through the hallways to children's and um I remember being in a some room that they put me in that would hold many people but I was the only one in there Mm. and it was hours. Mm. Hours. I had no idea what the status was. I I didn't know anything. And Then later that evening, I remember them wheeling me to be able to come and see her. And um, that's where our journey began in the NICU.
1: I mean, first of all, that
3: uh, you're amazing.
1: And that is one of the most heart-wrenching stories I've ever heard. I mean, for a lot of reasons. How frightened you must have been to... Mm -hmm. Have to endure an ambulance ride like that in labor. The fear that must have been going through your your mind. Um, Did you have any concept of what
3: preterm labor or prematurity was before you had Noel? Not really. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. no. This was really my first experience mm-hmm. with, you know. I don't recall having friends or anything that, you know, we would have gone to visit or anything. This was yeah. really our first taste of what this was going to be like. Yeah. So.
1: It must have been an incredible
3: shock then. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Yeah. So what did you think when you first saw her? Um. It, you, you basically you're in shock mm-hmm. and we, at that time in that, day and age they didn't do kangaroo care or anything like that and so all you would do is like reach your your fingers in and Mm -hmm. and touch her you know um and then she was fighting the ventilator and everything and so she had to be um paralyzed and Mm -hmm. so she was just laying there Mm -hmm. and she did have some brain hemorrhage and um I remember them telling us you know they didn't know you know if she was going to make it, or she wasn't going to make it, um, and we had a little little baby girl at home, mm-hmm. and so for she was in the NICU for a month, and we drove every single day back and forth. Oh my
1: gosh!
3: And we missed one day because of the weather, mm-hmm. but so we would drive every day, you know, and you reach your fingers in the oh. isolette and and touch her, and that's it. You know, and um, so I'm really excited to if at some point I run across some other mom that is able to talk to me about the bonding issues that mm-hmm. come from not being able to connect with your baby, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. it, it's a real thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and you said this happened 32 years
2: ago?
3: Just
0: about, yeah, on Christmas. So I think we also have to remember that like the internet was not what it is today. And so things like even being able to Google prematurity or NICU or find support groups were kind of non-existent. (laughs) Non-existent. So where do you feel like you found resources to like either support or survive? I mean, did you find anything?
3: No. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, how isolating Mm -hmm.
0: would that have been? Mm -hmm. And then to not have a close friend or family member go through that personally, Mm -hmm. I mean, that must have been terrifying. Mm
3: -hmm. And even, you know, my mom with the loss of her child, it just wasn't something that was talked about. Sure. You know? Yeah. So, Mm.
2: So kind of touching on that, even mental health has come so far since then. Do you feel like you...
3: Could have benefited?
2: Yes. Yes, from talking to someone? Yes. Yes. Maybe
3: I still could. Mm -hmm. You know, honestly, really, maybe I still could.
2: Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. that's something that we're all kind of agreeing on and finding through everyone's story is how crucial it is to have Mm -hmm. somebody else to to talk to and um, kind of why we started this. Mm -hmm. I mean, not kind of why, it's why Mm -hmm. we found this so crucial is because we hear stories like that mm-hmm. and how beneficial it would be to have that sisterhood to have somebody to talk mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. whether it's a professional or somebody who's been through something similar yeah, yeah. um so you mentioned kangaroo care didn't
0: exist back then mm-hmm. and so was the first time you held noel when you went home or when was that first time it was were-
3: very shortly before we went home okay very yeah. shortly yeah and even I mean skin to skin was not even a concept mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so here she was, this tiny little thing, and all of a sudden I've I've heard other stories, you know, all of a sudden she's going home. Right. It's like, Are you kidding? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, I still yeah. don't
3: think it's legal that yeah. the
1: date is <laughs> I called him once a day and asked them so let us come back <laughs> yeah. they don't return my calls so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh and what did you think when you do you remember what that experience was like holding her for the first time scary yeah yeah yeah,
3: yeah. because i mean at that time you know she's connected to all these tubes and everything and mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah
3: new experience
1: yeah so. yeah
3: since
0: your daughter has a son that has had medical concerns, what have you noticed is different, even just about how they do care today with Noelle's son than how they did with you and your and her when she was in the NICU? I may be worded that weird, but have you noticed, like, significant differences? <sighs> well, between... the the
3: skin-to-skin care would be sure. number one. Mm-hmm. That That's huge. Mm-hmm. And um, just, you know the vast amount of information you have available and, Mm -hmm. and just what they're able to do, you know, has, has progressed so much in, in 32 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know children's is,
1: um, has always been, I think, a, a leader in NICU care, which is excellent. Um, but I, you know, now our relationships with the nurses and doctors are super holistic, and mm-hmm. all three of us, I think, here have made really close relationships with the nurses. I just wonder, how did that? How was that experience for you? I mean,
3: how did you interact with the medical team? I, I mean, I, I don't remember any negative experiences at all with mm-hmm. the nurses. Um, one thing that was different is that it was one large room where you had all these isolates lined up, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you didn't have privacy at all. Mm -hmm. You know, you were just all these people together, and I don't recall having all that much time with the nurses specifically. Well, number one, we didn't spend that much much time there. You know, we were commuting. We had a little baby at home, and... Mm -hmm. And so it was kind of a different situation yeah. than, like, our daughter with, with Paxton. She was able – I mean, she lived there at yeah. the hospital, yeah. so that's entirely different.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: And I think you what you mentioned before about bonding,
1: I think pe- one of the most traumatic parts of a NICU stay, and sounds like it was maybe even more significant for you, mm-hmm. was the fact that you had to leave um, your baby there – and not just drive down the street, but drive an hour, an hour mm-hmm. and a half away, mm-hmm. uh, and the wrongness of that is very would have been so traumatic for mm-hmm. you, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're, and I'm imagining because I have around a 13 month old right now, and um, she takes a lot of work. Yeah, and I, and how did you even begin to balance
3: that? It was it was difficult because you know you had to find people to, that you would trust to leave her with and, Mm -hmm. or we would bring her with. I know she learned how to walk at, at the, at the children's pushing one of those little shopping carts. (laughs) (laughs) I specifically remember that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, she wasn't able to go in, you know, and, and see her sister or anything like that. So, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: yeah.
0: I think it's also like, and important to note that winters in Minnesota are not, like, winters anywhere else. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, exactly like, what I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> that drive. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine yeah. Yeah.
1: and times 10. Yeah. That's for Game of Thrones. Not yeah. only for
0: driving, but also for mental health. Oh, yeah. I mean, many many individuals that are carrying on their day to day wrestle with mental health mm-hmm. in the winter because it's so dark, it's so cold. Mm-hmm. And then you also are going through a traumatic life experience and you're postpartum and you're also a mom of another child, mm-hmm. like how would you explain how your mental health was during that
3: period? I mean, could you explain it or I I don't remember even thinking about it. Sure. Actually. I think you just you know when you have what you need to do you just survival buck up and do it you know yeah
0: (laughs) yeah, absolutely because i was even thinking when you mentioned the ambulance ride i was like what if there would have been a blizzard (laughs) like how would you have gotten there because
3: that's not uncommon well trust me traffic was not an issue on christmas day there was like hardly anyone on (laughs) the road (laughs) yeah
1: that's true. I, I have a question. First of all, I think it's really cute that her name is Noel. Now all of a sudden it makes sense yes. to me. Because my son was born a week before Christmas, and now that holiday is imbued with a lot of other emotions that mm-hmm. it wouldn't normally, you know. Now every time I see um, a nativity scene with a baby in the middle, mm-hmm. I pretty much um, start crying and singing, Mary, did you know, to myself. But I I wonder, too, if if that has changed The holidays for you and I know time has passed but it also is the recurrence of other memories it's not just
3: the holidays I think as time goes on you don't um it's not like you forget but you're able to you're able to move on you know Mm -hmm. and not not dwell on all that Mm -hmm. and um things turned out for her you know, she ended up doing really well. I remember when, when she was being discharged from the hospital, they said, you know, probably within the first year, she's going to be in and out of the hospital a lot. Never once. Mm -hmm. She is never, never once. She's, she is little, but she's a, she's a tough little stinker, you know? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so I think you just, like I said, you don't forget, but you you're able to move on and mm-hmm. and then you know you cherish what you have and yeah and celebrate yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Sorry, I just have no. a thought, and it's completely different than that, but right now, I feel like us as parents going into cold and flu and r s v season we are very just aware of that. Was that ever um, heightened for you guys as you were leaving in cold and flu season in Minnesota? Oh, yeah. oh
3: I re- I remember we we didn't take her out a lot, you know, and so we were very careful um, about what we exposed her to. We didn't, you know, run to the mall or, or large family gatherings or anything like that. But I do specifically remember that being an issue with... Um, different family members and stuff that didn't really understand Mm -hmm. the importance of Mm -hmm. um you know protecting her like she's she's been through a lot she's Mm -hmm. she's worked really hard to get to where she's at so just respect the fact that it's we're not holding anything against Mm -hmm. you for not wanting you to hold her but it's for her good Mm -hmm. but I do remember that being a struggle Mm -hmm. with people just not getting it right yeah Mm -hmm. but
1: some things never change. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I know we're all like uh mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh-huh. Like, as
1: we apply yeah. hand sanitizer. I can hear that. Um I I wonder too, and I don't mean to jump ahead in mm-hmm. the story, but all of our NICU kiddos are little still. And now you have a fully grown woman in front of you who has kids herself and is a person with a career and a life. Um when you when you look at her and you think about her journey as a child and a teenager and a young adult how much i think as a Nikki by myself i want to know how much does that play into her story of her life and how you see her you know you have four other kids too mm-hmm. five other kids including your son
3: she's she's a she's a strong woman she is, um, and she she doesn't necessarily always come off that way, portray herself that way, but she she is, mm-hmm. she's um, maybe it would be best to say that she's um, she's gentle, she's very gentle, but she's very she's very strong.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: that's beautiful I also think she probably got it from you too so just saying (laughs) that as well (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely no I
2: mean knowing Noelle and having many conversations with her um, regarding just regular life and then medical life it's so true she is so gentle and loving but she is so strong and Mm she is an amazing advocate for Paxton Mm -hmm. and it's such an honor to know her and to be able to talk with her I remember just asking her for details um, about one of Paxton's procedures because Callan was having a procedure like his and well step back Callan's was not as intense as Paxton's but she was just so open and wanting to share and be there for another mom mm-hmm. um and that just kind of leads to a thought that I had to how um I don't even know how to word this um do you did you have any advice for her going into her journey with Paxton knowing coming from A NICU experience, and knowing that she was going to have to deal with medical professionals. Because you guys, for a while, she knew ahead of time that Mm -hmm. they were going to be involved. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you have any advice for her, or do you feel like she really sought out advice from you going into this? Did you feel like there's a bond that was just stronger between you two because of this?
3: Yeah, I think there there was a bond because of that. Um, I think... um, I had gone to nursing school. Noelle's, Noelle also went to nursing school, so I think just the exposure of that really helped her. You know, all the, the medical things that were going on, she felt a little more comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yet, you know, her, her situation that she had to go through, I think, was much more intense than what, what we went through um but just as a an observer st- standing back and and watching i think the the biggest thing that mom's going through this kind of thing need to know is that you really you have to take care of yourself mm-hmm. and that that is my biggest thing because it's it's hard to watch you know, somebody going through this and, and everything that they're pouring out and giving to this, this little baby that is fighting for life, you know, you also need to, you have to put your own oxygen mask on first, you know, Mm -hmm. very important.
0: Did you feel like when you were in the NICU, you had things that you felt like were self-care to you or was that something that you realized you needed after the NICU or what was that like for you
3: I am now 54 years old and I'm just learning
2: sure Mm -hmm.
3: (laughs) really I'm just learning I was a young I was a young mom Mm -hmm. I was 22 when Noelle was born so I had you know the two two little kids Mm -hmm. in the NICU experience at a very young age Mm -hmm. and um life is all about growth and I'm, I'm still on a journey to figure all that out. And Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, I know
1: as parents, you only want health and happiness for your kids. So I imagine seeing that journey for a while was, was painful too in Mm -hmm. a way. Um, But I also think it's a very unique relationship you know, I know that my mom only knew "quote unquote" normal deliveries. Mm-hmm. You know, I never was able to connect with her about that, and she felt grief for me as her as being her daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can't imagine anything but Noel thinking that what a blessing it is to have you in her life. Mm-hmm. I miss. I mean, I first of all, I'm gonna go see her tomorrow and I'm gonna hug her, and she's gonna be like, "Who's a stranger?" <laughs> but I just I think how remarkable that whatever you believe in terms of faith or life, Mm -hmm. that something put you both on this journey so you could be together for Mm -hmm. each other. Mm -hmm. I, I, I just as an outsider, uh, I think that's remarkable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, that's all. I just wanted to say that you're great. That's all.
0: (laughs) And I think it is pretty, and we've talked about this on other episodes before, but sometimes it's really exhausting to explain medical procedures mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or what does this tube mean? And while your NICU experiences and medical experiences were different, how refreshing to be able to have you be present and not have to explain anything. Mm-hmm. And you just get to be mom, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because you get it. I mean, that is such a gift. Mm-hmm. That is beautiful.
3: Yeah. And to reassure her that you can make it through tough right. times. Right, right.
0: Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
1: So true. So we touched a little bit on this at the beginning, but you also had a son uh, who was born prematurely and didn't survive. And I wonder if you could touch a little bit about that journey too, because you are one of the unique people in the world who have had both outcomes in the NICU, and they're both challenging. um, But the grief of losing a child, I think, is something that a lot of people listening would, would love to hear your perspective on.
3: Yeah. So we, at the time I was, I was pregnant with our son, which we didn't know was a son at the time, but we had, we had three daughters and, um, I started having contractions and I think I, I was, you know, had intermittent bleeding and things like that. But, um, then it ended up that my water broke. Mm -hmm. And I was at 25 weeks. I don't know if it was and some days or just 20. I just Mm -hmm. remember 25 weeks at this time. That was 25 years ago now. But, um, you know, I remember being in the hospital and my water broke. and, And, you know, it was at that time a very good chance that, you know, your baby probably isn't maybe could take a breath, maybe not, but chances were not, you know, not good. And, um, ended up going into, into labor then and, and he was delivered and he, he never was able to take a breath. So that was, that was our little son. And, um, we named him John David and they allowed us to, uh, keep him in our room and we spent the night with him which which was beautiful I mean I that was that was a big deal Mm -hmm. you know and I I would highly recommend anybody that has to go through that kind of situation to allow yourself the time Mm -hmm. to just bond and and be together and yeah.
1: I I think it's... First, thank you so much for sharing that. It's it's always an honor to hear about babies who are gone too soon. But I, I also want to say that I think how brave it was for you to take that time. Um, I know what that is. And it is so, so beautiful. But it's also... It's, it's probably the most vulnerable and holy thing you'll ever do. Mm-hmm. So... It takes I think a lot of bravery and courage to get through it so
3: kudos to you for doing that what an awesome mother you are to him unfortunately at that time they didn't have uh anybody that came to take all the pictures or Mm -hmm. anything like that um but you know I remember the the funeral home coming and picking him up and they put him in a little basket and and things like that and we had a a little uh viewing and stuff at the funeral home and I do remember it was a family member that thought maybe we we're is this like a joke you know having a viewing for a baby so young and and um actually my thought was you know here is this perfect little baby at 25 weeks all he had to do was grow I mean they're they're all there and for, my thought was, if somebody can t- see that and maybe decide that abortion might not be the mm-hmm. thing to choose, I don't know. It was just my thought that this is, at 25 weeks, mm-hmm. this is a perfectly mm-hmm. beautiful little baby mm-hmm. that just needs to grow. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a legitimate life. you know
1: and look I mean it's not even that many you know a decade or two later and that is a viable age for babies to Mm -hmm. live It's they've pushed it back like two or three weeks Mm -hmm. by ability and so I I think you make a huge point these babies are fighters and they can do so much now it's not right that they come out early and they should stay in yeah babies (laughs) listen stay in there but uh, it's remarkable that they can and that they have a fight when they're so little, when they're not even a pound. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. Um, I'm so I'm so sorry that someone was insensitive to you about that. That's I'm angry for you, and I wish I could go back in time and punch them, but I cannot. I would have um, I wouldn't have been able to go throw a good punch at yeah. three. But I just want to say. Um, Despite that, the -hmm. fact that you said, no, this is what my family wants. This is what my Mm -hmm. son deserves. Mm -hmm. This is the way I want to honor him. Again, how brave, how courageous of you. Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry if it sounds like I'm just saying you're amazing, but I do think you are. So there. No, we're
0: we're all nodding as she says (laughs) it. We're all in agreement.
2: Especially when you didn't have the knowledge of what was happening like we do now, like Mm -hmm. where that is a known Thing that people do mm-hmm. a common thing that people do to mm-hmm. honor their child,
1: right? That hospitals <laughs> encourage you to do, yeah. that they help you do, mm-hmm. but that's something that you obviously carve for yourself. I think that's amazing. One of the final questions I have for you is: you've had these two NICU journeys, you which had distinctly different outcomes, and you have a NICU baby who's grown up and has had her own traumatic experience. How has this all changed
3: who you are as a person and a parent and a mom? Actually, giving everything that we've gone through, that I've gone through, I wouldn't trade any of it because I believe that um, it's through hard times that you grow and you become the person that you're destined to be. And so... um, even though you go through very trying times, that's it's all good. It is. And sometimes you can't see that in the midst of going through it. But I feel that I'm a stronger person. I have more to offer. I can relate to other people going through these situations. And um, that's what life's all about. I wouldn't trade it.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. we haven't really asked this a lot on other episodes but just about the marriage piece of what it was like to you know I think we've talked in the past about how mothers and fathers go through the NICU experience very differently um and they process through it differently but you um would you mind touching on that a little bit
3: um actually (laughs) (laughs) I can't, I really cannot say enough good about my husband and he has always been just a rock of support for all of us and um, he, he's patient, um, he's understanding, um, he, he offered a lot of grace, you know, and his five daughters absolutely adore him mm-hmm. and um in the house of hormones he was he was the best HOH <laughs> trademark <laughs> yeah
0: and you guys have been married for how many years 35 35 that's mm-hmm. incredible i think mm-hmm. it's remarkable um that after going through everything that you've gone through that your marriage is mm-hmm. still thriving mm-hmm. i think that's just a testimony to the both of you mm-hmm. of um, just how incredible of a team you are. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, too, it plays off what you said about your experiences in life make you the person you're going to be. And that's the same thing for marriage, mm-hmm. right? Your shared experiences make you the husband and wife that you're, you are, the partners that you are. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you've endured so much uh, has obviously made your, your marriage strong. I think it's really cute that he came with you today and brought you coffee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think that kind of support is obviously one of the reasons why you have thrived and survived and have such a positive outlook and reflection on your experiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Sometimes we like to end with this question, but what did advice or encouragement would you give to a NICU mom Um that's either in the NICU right now or is recently out of the NICU or maybe has been out of it for 20 years, um, what what would you say to them if they were sitting across from you?
3: I would say to live in the grace of one day, um, to really value the present moment it the past doesn't matter dwelling on the future doesn't matter because if you do either of those you're going to miss what's going on right in front of you so suck up all the present moments you can and remember that behind every cloud is blue sky
2: mm-hmm. trying not to cry right (laughs) (laughs) now
0: I read something on Facebook the other day that I really loved because um, sometimes I think there's this pressure when people tell you just to enjoy every minute every moment and she said I didn't love every moment but I loved every season She said, I didn't enjoy every single moment, Mm -hmm. but I loved every season. Mm -hmm. And I think in a NICU experience or in a medical complex situation, like you may not love every moment because sometimes those moments are painful, Mm -hmm. but you look back on it later and there's this season that you can grow to love. And there's so much beauty among it. Mm -hmm. And um, like you said, dwelling on the past or the future, you know, it doesn't get us where we need to be, Mm -hmm. but being present is.
2: So I appreciate
0: that you Mm -hmm. said
1: that.
2: Do you have something to say? No, I don't. I just, I am just so thankful to hear your story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just so thankful.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, I'm not trying to speak for all of us, but I think it's incredible just being able to sit across from you, someone who's, it's been 30 plus years. I think it just gives me hope.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, yeah. oh, look, like, <laughs> oh yeah, you're, you're doing okay. and You're thriving. <laughs> and uh-huh. like,
1: Yeah. And you've got really nice hair and. Yeah. <laughs> There's all sorts of things. <laughs> yes. I, no, I agree because I when I was in the NICU, I remember thinking, "Can I start, Can I make it to the end of this like tomorrow?" I remember my husband got a tickets to go see a uh, some concert, and I was like, "I don't know if I'm alive then." So you can go see it yourself. <laughs> but seriously, it gives me your life is so full and and beautiful. I. I I think you're awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to write your um, biography. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> so Debbie. That's what it's called. <laughs> so even in the midst of experiencing loss and and just the whole path of life, I'm now on a new journey uh, working to become an end-of-life doula. Mm. So that's that's where different situations of life have brought me to now. So. Wow. Yeah. Takes
1: a lot. I think that's incredible. Yes. I don't I'm not a big huge cry. I'm not I'm not as emotionally deft as these two women, but that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, here are the <laughs> oh, that's awesome. that hear the do your tears internet. You not edit that
2: out.
1: Your tears. Your tears
2: your oh, tears have to okay. stay in that. Because. Okay, we'll work on it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Wow. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else yeah. you'd want to add or like to add or
3: just thank you for hearing my story it's it actually after even all these years it's it's a blessing to connect to other people that have you know been through it Mm -hmm. so thank you thank you
0: it's like such like a piece in this room right now i just like feel like there's just this again that instant Mm -hmm. instant bond well debbie thank you so much And thank you for um, just um, going deep with us. Thank you for your vulnerability Mm -hmm. and for sharing. And thank you for what you're offering to other moms who have gone through or who are going through what you've gone through, what a gift you are to them. Mm -hmm. Um, So um, that's all we have for this episode. Um, But as always, we'll link in the show notes how you can stay connected with Dear NICU Mama and what we have in store.
1: Yeah. Welcome to the sisterhood. His- <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Well, her. <clears throat> sorry, I'm fine. Welcome to the sisterhood, Debbie. <laughs> oh.
0: Can we should she should be like welcome to the mamahood? Welcome. You are like the mother to us and yeah. the nephewhood.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, Can you just God. adopt us for the yeah. day? <laughs> Debbie, an adoption of three adult women. That'll be the name of your biography. I love it. If you love this podcast and would like to hear more amazing stories please consider becoming a member of the Dear NICU Mama Patreon page. In addition to special merchandise and early access to content, Patreon members support the mission, programs, and services of Dear NICU Mama. You can find the link on the description of this episode. As always, if you'd like to hear more from Dear NICU Mama, click subscribe. Welcome to the Sisterhood.